Ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing today? If you are a returning listener, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Inventory Podcast. You know how we do things around here, so no need for me to explain too, too much. Now, if you happen to be a first-time listener on the show, thank you for tuning in to a wonderful experience. My name is Justice Marshawn. I am your host, and I'm the creator and founder of Inside the Inventory Podcast. So with that being said, feel free to just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So before I kick off today's show... Uh, I want to say two things. One, this being the premiere episode of Inside the Inventory podcast. Can we give it just one time? Can we give it up? This has been something that has had a lot of intention and fine detailing and um, just meticulous effort behind the scenes. And I appreciate everyone that has had their hands um, in this in this big pot of podcast gumbo um, for it to um, be brought to life in this way. I really appreciate that. And I'm even more excited to share this experience uh, with you guys here as well. The second thing I want to say is for those of you who don't know uh, inside the inventory podcast or just aren't familiar, I want to go ahead and lay some foreground for you guys. So I created this platform about a year and a half, almost two years ago, and I didn't necessarily know where it would lead, but I know, um, or I knew rather the intention behind it and what I wanted it to be. I wanted this to be a a platform and not even just a platform, but a place where um, people of all walks of life all denominations, all ethnic and cultural backgrounds, black, white, blue, green, male, female, um, you know, whatever you identify as, to be able to come to this place and and feel welcome and and feel like they, you know, are heard through um, perspectives and a lens uh, of my own. And, And I try my hard to express Uh, my sentiment in commonplace areas that we all go through in life. And so Inside the Inventory podcast is is really just that, you know, it's a compilation of stories, past experiences, um, trials, tribulations, uh, bright spots, highs, lows, um, everything in between, you know, journeys, um, hardship, everything. And, And I wanted to you know, create this for people like you, uh, for listeners like you who understand what it's like to wake up every day, to grind, um, to have times where you're stagnant, times where you're just, you know, you're not happy with where you're at in life, times where you are uncomfortable, times where you feel like an outsider, every single thing and everything in between. And uh, to be able to share this with you guys is just an awesome moment. So with that being said, You guys know why I'm here. Let's go ahead and jump into the show.
So, man, I can't believe, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy how time really does fly. I think if you would have told me that I would be sitting here today with all of you guys, you know, behind this microphone, behind this camera and and podcasting, I would be like, bro, there's absolutely no way. There's no way I would have believed you because from when I was younger, I always knew that I had some sort of uh, purpose, some sense of purpose, but I didn't know, you know, what it meant to be extraordinary, not by any means. Um, you know, I, I'm a kid who comes from the inner city, from Tacoma, Washington. I mean, and typical, you know, um, low income, uh, just environment and, and, and household, you know, I grew up on welfare and, and, and food stamps. And, and I was that kid who every weekend, you know, I had to walk to Salvation Armies and food banks to get, you know, a box of apples and potatoes and bread and eggs and cans of green beans and tomato sauce and, and walk it back to, you know, a family of seven or eight people. Like that was my life. And, and it's just crazy, you know, that real time reflection and, you know, just being that kid that even, you know, walked to the dollar store and, and, you know, I got a dollar 78 in my pocket and I need to buy two dozen, you know, small candles because electricity just went off and I'm trying to bargain with the lady, the cashier lady, you know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm 20 something cents short. You know, can I have this? I need it for my family, please. And, and me walking out of there feeling like I'm on top of the rail, like, man, I just did this. And, you know, and, and just all those things. And, um, I, I felt like the epitome of my childhood and just early life was about how to survive and not how to live. It's crazy because years later, I really find myself in this interesting place in life, you know, where I'm absorbing all of the life lessons that God has given me. And I'm able to, in real time, gather and recollect all of my stories, experiences, memories from life early on. And even the ones that I feel like have been buried in the deepest parts of my subconscious for as long as I can remember are now starting to resurface in later life. And it's interesting because as humans, our life journey is essentially efforts to locate every single missing piece to our own puzzle. You know, I feel like that's what life is about is just piecing it all together somehow. And, you know, some pieces we've had in our possession almost the entire time and we just fail to realize it. And, you know, other pieces require us to go out into the road and embark on a crazy, wild roller coaster like journey of self-discovery to complete that quest. I am comprised of Midwestern roots um, and Pacific Northwestern roots kind of all mixed into one, but both gave me that inner city mentality. I, I spent a lot of life um, in Flint, Michigan, and from there, uh, Tacoma and Seattle, Washington. You know, my immediate family 
uh, is from both parts, from both lands. And I, I think living in both places, the, the common theme and where they're so synonymous is that um, it was hard to, one, physically get outside of the city limits. And with that, it was hard to see outside of the city limits, I would say. You know, I, I watched a place that sucked everybody in, my peers, you know, people close to me, people that I knew. I watched these places gr literally gravity suck these people in and not offer a way out. And, you know, it was hard, especially then, you know, seeing people with such high trajectories in life uh, become a product of, of the place that we called home. And even in all of that, though, I still always felt like I, I, I just always felt like, man, you know, I have this purpose. I have something that God has called me to do. I'm, I have no idea what it is. So do not ask me at the time, of course. But nonetheless, it was just like even watching people die, people face incarceration and, and all these things externally, these situations happening around me. It's just like, yet somehow I'm still intact. And, and for that, you know, again, I have to truly, truly thank God that I'm even sitting in the seat or <clears throat> that I'm even sitting in the seat because it is, it's a blessing and um, it's just, it's a luxury, you know, to, to come from places of hardship and to come from such an incredible disposition and find light on the other side. You know, growing up was interesting. I think over time as I, you know, went through grade school and even with the transitioning back and forth between two completely different places, um, I, I just slowly started to become sure about, you know, what my journey was was shaping out to be. Um, I think it really hit home for me when I graduated high school. Shouts out to my Abe's, man. Lincoln High School, man. Abe for life. Uh, but when I graduated high school, I think that's when my journey truly, truly began in terms of accepting my um, individuality and, and being in control of my own destiny. And so what ended up happening is, you know, I graduate and uh, at the time I'm, I'm in athletics, I'm playing basketball and I'm doing all these things. And it's just like, you know, people don't look at you in a certain lens until you achieve a milestone. So graduating high school was like a big deal. It's like, okay, you know, he's serious about whatever it is that he's trying to do. And, um, you know, people can uh, see that. And so what ended up happening is I actually accepted a full ride basketball scholarship uh, to a school in Arizona, a place I had never been before prior, didn't know anything about. And I know what some of you guys are thinking, like back then, you know, I don't feel like Arizona was as cool. It's just like, and especially for the people who lived, um, you know, on the West Coast of the Midwest, they're just like, Arizona, that's so random. Like, you don't even know nothing about AZ. But I was just like, I didn't even care at this point. I just wanted to get up out of there. <laughs> I was like, look, it's twos. I don't, I don't know nothing about nothing, but I, it's time to go. And, you know, that opportunity provided more clarity as the day got closer. And when I looked at it, when I actually looked at it for what it was, I didn't care about the location. I didn't care about the logistics. I cared about the fact that it was an opportunity to place myself in a completely brand new environment and to be able to blossom and grow from there. 
And if anything, I was just like, man, I'm so hyped to get about the city uh, and just to be on my own, uh, completely on my own and learn so much. And and for me, again, it was just like the idea of doing this was, was such a, it felt like a fantasy. You know, I had never traveled on my own, didn't have any money to travel. Uh, I went to some states because of basketball, but I, again, the exposure piece was so exciting to me because I just have such a curious mind. And so much so that, you know, the fine details of making this transition, it really was like vaguely important to me. I was like, again, I'm I'm gone. Give me my plane ticket. You know, I'm, I'm going to make it happen from there. And, and so I did it. You know, I did it in blind faith. And I just I just remember it was so crazy. I, I remember boarding the plane to Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. And I think I'm I had no more than like like four physical possessions. It was crazy. Uh, you'd have thought I was homeless walking through the airport for real. I had a suitcase. I had a duffel bag. I had a backpack and I had a basketball. And <laughs> I had some hope that that makes five. We'll take it. And it was so crazy because, and and you guys understand what I mean here of like, when you have just those moments, those like moments in time and the thing I remember most was getting there, and th- and this sticks with me forever. This this is a memory and a moment that has stuck with me forever, and it always will. Flying in and the descent, I think I think the plane ride was the plane ride couldn't have been no more than three and a half, uh, you know, four hours between three and a half and four hours. And I just remember we were on our descent. I think we had like twenty five minutes or something like that left, and I just remember looking out the window. Uh, I was trying to sleep because I was a little bit anxious. I was a little bit nervous, um, especially being on my own flying and all that stuff. And I was just like, man, I just want to sleep, get some shut eye. Let me shut this window. And the uh, the captain, he goes onto the uh, intercom and he's just like, hey, you know, we're, we're getting ready to land. Everybody prepare for landing. And I'm like, OK, yes, finally, I can get off this plane and I can just I, I finally like the anticipation was literally killing me. It was so bad. <laughs> But I remember opening up the window and I saw what appeared to be this lavender strawberry sunset. And when I tell you guys, it was one of the most mesmerizing, picturesque, movie-like things that I've ever seen in my life. It truly was. And I was just like, oh, this is it. We here. (laughs) Like, if I get this every night or every day, are we here? No questions asked. And in that moment for me, that was like the confirmation that I needed as a young kid, because when you're young, you know, you you rely on mentorship and parental guidance and all of these people to, to make decisions for you. And what happens is, you know, when it's time to make decisions on your own, you're just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And let alone, I don't even know if what I'm doing is the right thing to do. But it, it was that moment that really gave me a lot of fortitude and confirmation. And I'll never forget that. And and I and I told to myself, you know, again, just being this young kid, I was just like, man, no matter what happens, like no matter what happens, you know, I did this. I did this on my own too, my own ten toes, and and I and I followed it through. And no one can ever take that from me, no one, you know. Before completing a course, uh, before you know scoring a basket, I achieved something so monumental, and it was. I stepped outside of my comfort zone and 
I took a leap of faith. And that's what today's episode is, is the first step outside of your comfort zone. I would say the college experience was, it was interesting. I felt like it, looking back at it, it was a staple in my life because I come from a very small list of uh, people to pursue post-secondary education. And it was scary because I was just like, I literally took that whole experience and I just guessed like college was just at least the first two years, you know, I started to figure it out, but uh, the, the first few years was just a, a big fat guess. And, uh, I think that's what made it so valuable in turn, you know, on, on the reflection pieces, you know, a lot of growth, a lot of learning curves. We all have been to college and a lot of trial and error, but I think it was just the overall satisfaction. I was just like, you know, even for times that I'm not doing my best or, uh, just if there's room for growth in this area, I'm still doing it. I'm still here. And, you know, I, I think that something that always kept me afloat was the fact that I was in a brand new space, completely on my own, making real time um, adult like or however close I could get to adult like decisions on my own. And I just was funneling and fueling myself with new perspectives and new possibilities. And I think it's something about being in an unfamiliar environment that really allows you to like explore your individuality and be like, okay, who am I trying to be? Like, what's my feng shui? And, uh, you know, what, what, what kind of sauce am I about that? You know, like who am I? And that was the coolest part. And what it allowed me to do is, man, I met so many people over the course of my life of just traveling and being in new and new and unfamiliar places and really, uh, being exposed and having to adjust and acclimate and open up to these places, people and things. And I've met amazing people. Um, I've established, I've established some of the most organic and invaluable relationships that to this very day, I still hold with those people. And I think the college experience too, just made me realize that like the small things in life, like being frugal is cool. Like, you know, you guys, you guys see the accessories or whatever, but do not be fooled. I am, <laughs> I'm a cheap son of a gun. That's for sure. And I, I think most importantly, like just, it, it made me realize that doing not only doing God's will in that, but doing what makes you truly happy is, is all that matters. It's, it's all that matters, you know, despite popular opinion, external outside opinion, or shoot any opinion at all. And, you know, fast forward seven years later, um, or just years later, that that leap of faith has led me here. And that's why I wanted to kick off this brand new one more time, one more time, like give it up. That's why I wanted to start off this brand new, um, uh, video series uh, with this particular episode from um, 
the sense of self chapters because, you know, that journey that I took as a 17, 18 year old kid, like that's what sparked everything for me. And it, and it jump started, you know, everything that took place after. And, and that was a true moment in time for me in my life. And it showed me that no matter what, that God is always in control. And from that, you know, I have the, the freedom and, and the power and the strength to literally do anything that I put my mind to. I believe that in my whole heart. And and it's just crazy because, like, I never realized it, but I it's about wanting something so bad and wanting it so bad then that I was willing to live with any calculated risk just in the hopes that, you know, it was worth it in the end. So. You know, that particular moment in my life was about breaking the cycle. It was definitely about breaking the cycle. I knew what I was up against, but I knew where I came from. So I was like, am I more afraid of the challenge or am I more afraid of all of the crazy, crazy, crazy things and circumstances and situations that I've already seen as a kid? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this one for 200, please, because um, there's nothing that I'm going to go up against and, and there's nothing that I'm going to see that could shell shock me from what I've already been through in my previous life. Um, and so uh, but but it ebbed and flowed. It, it had a lot of ebb and flow, because even though that part or that that part of my life was about breaking the cycle. I still had a lot of anxiety from leaving my comfort zone and, and venturing out into a brand new place. And uh, fear sometimes can be can be very, very crippling. And, you know, what happens is if we don't address that fear, it'll make it impossible to break out of that shell and step outside of your comfort zone. Um, because as, as people, we just we simply enjoy commonplace. We, we don't like hardship. We don't like things that are unnatural, uncommon, um, anything. We want to stick to what we know. We want to stick to our guns. And so, uh, segueing from that, you know, when I realized after it was all said and done, I graduated and all these things that I wanted to go into podcast and radio, uh, it, it was the same result. I was just like, I can't do this. You know, I'm, I don't have the tools. I don't have the knowledge. I don't, have, I definitely don't have no money. And I was just like, man, I just sit because I'm like, do you know everything that you've accomplished so far in this life as, as being a 20 something year old kid, everything that you've accomplished, like this is cake, this is a cakewalk. And it's because at that time, you know, I had yet to adjust my perspective. I think what it was is my mind was so consumed at the idea and possibility for failure that I was like, I never even gave myself a chance. It was over from the get go. And I knew it was. And alongside with that is it's like, I had to understand also too, and this is what I mean by like certain dispositions is that, you know, no one before me had ever personally indulged in anything creative or at least not the space that I wanted to be in. So I was like, not only do I not have the resources, the information, the money to do what I want to do, but I don't have a reference. And that was scary for me because nobody likes to be a guinea pig. And I knew that I was just like, you know what, when it comes to wanting to pursue this creative passion and get behind this camera and get behind this microphone and, and share these um, heartfelt and 
and genuinely handcrafted messages to you, I was just like, I can't let I can't let anything discourage me. I've been building this foundation for years, this foundation of courage and and triumph and and having just that, you know, that mm, you know, I've been I've been doing that since I was a kid and I was just like, why is that any difference with um, you know, trying something in this creative space? And how'd I let, you know, uh, a, a bad mindset and um, just irrational fear, I wouldn't be sharing these stories with you all today. And so that thinking, that, that little mustard seed, literally triggered and transpired, you know, multiple inspiring life choices that I decided to make on in life. But, you know, in order for me to, again, bring my dreams to life and, and do all these amazing things, I had to condition myself and fix the way that I've been um, thinking almost my entire life. And not only that, but I had to understand that, again, my love for this creative art, my desire to plant these seeds among people who I know for a fact need to hear this because I didn't have the luxury to hear this when I was young. And... You know, sometimes it's just bigger than you. That's just what it comes down to. Sometimes it's just bigger than you. You know, so I had to, in so many situations, get out of my own way to be able to benefit the person next to me. I knew that this was a part of my bigger purpose, like being able to give back and share these stories and do all these things. I was like, man, there's somebody out here, man, if they can just pop in their headphones, their AirPods or something and just tune in for just two seconds, man. If I can just give them two seconds worth of game, I know I can help them elevate or get through a tough time because when it boils down and what really got me over the hump is just like, I know what it feels to like not have anything. I, I, I know what it feels like to want and long for life's most basic necessities and wonder why they aren't there. I know what it feels like to go through things and not have a helping hand. I know what it feels like to be, you know, a, a kid out on the street with just a backpack and, 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 and a pair of headphones and, and nowhere to go. And, um, you know, and, and that's, the type of like character and life-defining moments that prepare you um, for for your greater purpose. When you do have people, I think that's where you also have to be fully aware. Because if you aren't careful, you know, there, there there's so many, you know, factors that can impact us uh, negatively as entities. And especially when it comes to stepping outside of our comfort zones, because from the start, like, don't never mind people like we're our own worst critic a lot of times and our own biggest barrier. So when you add in and you allow external factors to, you know, get their two cents in and have 
um, their hands on on your situation and your creation. <clears throat> that's when it gets messy. And, you know, you know, there's a number of things that can impact us externally. And it's our immediate environment. It's, you know, the people groups that we identify with. It's, it's even just the expectations of this crazy world, man. This world's crazy. And what will happen is ultimately and subconsciously you will become just conformed um, to this idea of what, you know, your world and your purpose and, you know, your life is supposed to be like. And you will end up abiding by these unspoken rules if you aren't careful. And I think it isn't until, you know, we locate and recognize these barriers and, and replace them with our own unique individuality. Uh, for me, you know, I think these barriers were present in a lot of spaces. I think just from being a kid from Tacoma, growing up in that environment, those neighborhoods, uh, replicating and, and, and pay close attention here to this one, because I think this is a lot of us from replicating the lifestyle choices and mannerisms of close family members growing up. That was a huge one. Okay. And, and, and even the pressures of just a generation that like makes it look so either way too easily obtainable or completely difficult to achieve our aspirations. And what it comes down to is just like at some point you're just going to have to look in the mirror and tune everything out, tune everything out and think introspectively, you know, adopt that viewpoint. And I say this is because if you want to, if you really want to truly understand yourself and, and truly understand your capabilities, um, you just got to limit, you know, certain powers and impressions that outside factors have on you. I, I hear people all the time say, and, and I didn't think like this when I was young, cause I just, I didn't have that mindset, but like, <clears throat> I hear kids all the time, you know, kids that I used to teach, um, kids that I used to mentor back when I was in Washington. There's like, man, I want to be X, Y, and Z. I want to be, you know, a nurse, I want to be a firefighter, I want to be um, a show spokesman. And I'm like, bro, let's get it. Like, what's up? Like, let's get it. And, and I and I love seeing that thought process, because, you know, these, these young kids aren't worried about what other people might think about their dreams. They're just like, hey, bro, this is what I want to do. Like, let's, man, what's up? And And that's what the amazing part of having like a sense of life direction and and a blueprint can do for you is because doing that will just, man, you'll double down on yourself so much and and your creativity and your uniqueness will just blossom out of nowhere because you're like, I don't know, you know, who I'm going to be, you know, five, 10, whatever years from now, but I know what I want to be and I know what I want to do. And then that will turn into you naturally um uh, just defaulting to your own um just your own journey just sticking to your your own lane and 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 it's scary when you have people in your life who who will put you down and and people that you know try to enter your space with negativity because what will end up happening is you'll have so many inspiring ideas and things that you want to do and and sees that you want to play so badly, but it's just like now those things have been distorted and tainted by someone who never in a million years, y'all, someone who never in a million years could, could conceptualize and visualize your dreams the way that you do, all because you let them 
you know, their, their two cent, their five cent thinking override your million dollar intuition. I think once you've mastered that piece, then, you know, take a look around you about the people who add value and positivity to your life. You know, we're not, now we're, we're shifting the lens from people who are just no good, like by whatever. And now we're like, okay, where my real ones at for real? Like where are my day ones? Where are the people who are really, you know, down for me and, and really want to help me, you know, push this, push this forward. And I think it's crazy because like, I didn't have that constructive parental guidance growing up. You know, I had mentors, I had school faculty that would sit in on uh, my parent teacher conference and like act like mom of the day. <laughs> and and I had peer leaders and 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 my affinity brother. Shout out to my affinity brothers, too. Um, they keep they keep me focused and, and on a narrow path and, and, and structured and disciplined. I love my affinity brothers. And it was people like that where I was like they were my they poured into my cup. Um, just my nucleus of people who, and a lot of them went through the same hardships and, <clears throat> and endure the same struggles as I did. And so seeing people who were dealt the same deck of cards and, um, really helped my desire to be great because I'm like, if this dude can do it, and I know he didn't come from two cents and a bucket to, you know, what in, like I can do it too. And I believe in you and we're on the string. And, you know, having people like that who empower you and who help push you outside of, you know, your comfort zone is is worth doing it for. And God is worth doing it for always. You know, if you don't have somebody, lean on God, you know, develop a relationship with Jesus. And I guarantee you everything the Bible says, all things will be added on to you if you seek first the kingdom of, of God, the kingdom of righteousness. And so if you don't got nobody to do it for, always, always do it for God. Always do it, you know, for a bigger purpose. And, and I just remember like, even just for me and my boys were younger, man, like the money wasn't there, the resources were never there, but it's just like, man, you know, I, I grew alongside those gentlemen who to this very day have been in the, in my foxhole and, um, and, and, and to all of that, it's just like taking a leap of faith is like one of the hardest things to do in life, especially if it's something that you've just never done before. And I get that. I really do. Because, you know, even just breaking out of our own psychological confinement is is so difficult. It's so incredibly difficult. And if we add that to like letting uh, pe people affect us, it can be, again, such a dangerous you know place to be in. But I learned quickly that, you know, the company you keep does have a direct correlation on what happens in your world, your ability to uh, just achieve things, your mindset. And, 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 you know, just understanding that you're going to have to have periods of realization. You're going to have to have periods of removal. There's like a saying that, you know, people are <clears throat> re refine or recycle their friendships after a period of time. You're going to have to go through all those seasons for sure. You're going to have to keep churning and, and spinning the wheel and reinventing the wheel until you get the right people in the same room with you and, and until you get the right headspace on your, on your shoulders. And, you know, also I, th I think in, in closing here, I want to say that, man, you know, I, 
it, it's important to understand that like when you're trying things for the first time, whether that be, you know, a new food dish, uh, a, a new hair product, um, or, or even a premiere, uh, podcast episode series is going to be a little bit awkward. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, the way we feel about that experience personally should be exclusively up to us to determine not anyone else. And I think that's the true beauty and just those genuine raw, organic, untampered experiences, because it's like, I went to Virginia beach, uh, a couple of months ago to visit family. And we actually went down to Virginia beach and, and living here in Phoenix, you know, there's, there's not a large body of water in sight, especially one that isn't man-made. And, um, I just remember like being barefoot on the beach and, and walking up to the shore and like feeling the ice cold water, like on my toes for like the first time in so long. And that was, you know, that's what an, a brand new experience should feel like. It, it should be, you know, Nirvana-esque and the gray area that, you know, comes as a package deal with trying new things, it'll go away over time. It will. All you got to do is just is be curious every day, uh, be be enthralled every day, uh, be be, you know, excited every day. Life is so precious and life is a gift. And, you know, just going into things with a clear mind and a clear perspective. And, and you know, there's there's no reason why you shouldn't have success. So really just, I encourage you all to like step outside of whatever boundaries of normalcy that you have developed for yourself, because <clears throat> who's ever, you know, to say that you'll get this chance again. And, you know, just a, a year and a half, two years ago, I knew nothing about podcasting. Um, I knew nothing about mixing, mastering radio, you know, visual cinematography, any of those things. But I was just like. I don't come from this background. I don't even know anyone who does, but I just want to try it because it seems cool. I like it. It gives me joy and it's fun. And I'm just going to try. And I've put together, you know, this, this body of work for you all to see firsthand that I'm a living testimony of like, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what label people put on you, prove them wrong and, and go and go do it. Even if you fail a million times, keep trying. And that's what I told myself is just like, no matter how excited I was to begin this process, I don't want to be overzealous. And and I just want to come in every day and lay one brick at a time. No matter what people say, no matter what setbacks I have, I just want to lay one brick at a time. And, and next thing you know, you know, you'll have an entire foundation under your feet. And that to me sounds foolproof. I don't know about you. So in closing, you know, the next time that you see someone who has different physical features, you know, if they got, you know, different personal possessions or or qualities of any sort apart from your own, just remember one thing. They're on a journey, a personal journey, just like you are. Don't worry about the things that you simply cannot control 
don't even let them into your your space. Just remember to always be intentional and 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 methodical and mindful and present, especially with yourself. And I'm glad that I got to share a handful of my truths with you all today. And uh, speaking of truths, that's what this opening introduction, the first step outside of your comfort zone is about. And that's what this whole podcast as a whole is going to be tailored around, you know, having a platform where I can share these stories and messages and, and maybe help, you know, some of you find light in your own pathway. And as these stories progress and as I um, just unravel more um, of these, you know, of these personal stories, I hope that each of you, you know, find navigation and just even a, a little bit of clarity in the midst of your own personal circumstances, um, no matter what you're going through. So with that being said, I appreciate you all so so much for tuning in to the premiere episode of inside the inventory podcast the first step outside of your comfort zone i'm excited for this journey with you all and um you know i'll be seeing you on the next one i'm gone